Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is shaking Super Nintendos? It's almost Halloween. That means I am now Death Macy, your host, this week on a Nintendo Voice Chat. Look, we're starting this from the top. I had to do it again. I couldn't even say the name of the 130-year-old company this podcast is about. I am here in the Techno Dungeon. I am joined in the studio in San Francisco by the 
king of New Jersey himself, Brian Altano. I, I haven't lived there in quite a while, but you know what? I do like to step back in time every now and then and, you know, have people kiss the ring. Do you get residuals still? From New Jersey? Yes. Yeah, they, they mail me like sand and garbage from the Jersey Shore once a month. I don't know how to get that off that is, list. That's incredible. Hey, and off the top rope, it is the People's Champion, Rebecca Valentine. Wow. I, that was awesome. They, yeah, I feel I feel really powerful. There, there's a lot going on here. Is it, it's I'm surrounded by royalty. Uh -huh. We've got... Halloween King over there yep. already decorating for the best season of the year. Mm -hmm. and, and you're and you're hurting people off the top rope. And I'm I'm here, the it. voice of the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little unhinged today. It's great. Yeah. I brought and, uh, sugar. Scary without being spooky, powerful without being overbearing. It is the queen Jada. My uh, malevolence knows no bounds, so beware. That, no, that uh, was actually everyone? a little scary. That was yeah, I'm a that, little that was like that. that was that was sweet, but I was also like, yeah, there's there's some there's a little there's a little bit of a threat there. <laughs> you know, I just uh, I like to keep people guessing. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite thing about Jade is you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. Also, I want to compliment you all on your Nintendo shirts. I did oh not wear God. a Nintendo shirt, and now I look like a big idiot on the Nintendo podcast. Wow, that, Reb, that, that the the pic ah, everyone's got great shirts. <laughs> And I'm wearing a No Limit record shirt. <laughs> that's you know, a. Do that's you know, a, like Nintendo? That might be a. You know, maybe that's Nintendo's newest IP that's coming up. That's um. That's Mia, Miyamoto's favorite uh, hardcore gangster rap record label, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, that uh, when Mar uh, Wario put out that rap album and he said, "Make him say wow." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's go back into time. Let's take it back. We're going, it's it's the 2010s. Now it's the 2000s. Now it's the 1990s. Whoa, we've gone a little too far. Let's bring it back to the middle. It's 1996, specifically oh, yeah. September 26, 1996. The world is uh, a much nicer place. The internet, not great, which maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Arguably better, us, actually. Yeah, It was yeah. probably better. I think in 1996, we got... Finally, a 56.6K modem, and it was mind-blowing. I was able to download that first three-minute episode of South Park in under an hour. I was All definitely right. five years old and playing Reader Rabbit. Oh, my God. That classic. <laughs> and Pear was reviewing it for IGN. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Pear? The Nintendo 64 was released in North America on September 26th. 1996 and the whole reason it's actually kind of the only reason that we are all here now if you think about it because right. ign was originally n64.com which by the way why that you could not do that today Good you could guess. not no. yeah yeah no. a, a three-letter branded top level domain like that is incredible. Nintendo was sold. Nintendo was angry with us. Was oh, angry yeah. with us. Well, wasn't there that thing? There was a guy named like Mike Rosoft, and he had his own website, and like Microsoft sued him, and they like, took it, like, <laughs> or like was just like, here's a bunch of money, go away for a while. Like, um, yeah, n64.com, we had that. I, I guess Nintendo yep. was just like, ah, we'll just sell consoles in the stores, and no one will have to find us on the internet. N64.com was originally what IGN was. IGN was then part of Imagine Games. Network. Or it was part of the Imagine Network, which is why it's IGN. Mm -hmm. It used to be IGN 
Imagine Games Network. A bunch of people stands... just now learned what that stood for. I know. A lot of people always are just like, it's. What, why are you doing movie reviews on internet gaming news? And we're like, that's not what it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not what it is. Occasionally, family members ask me what it stands for, and I have to tell them. It, it does not, to you, to you, it does not matter. Yeah. People yeah. Uh, ask me that every live stream we do, and I give them different answers that's in the same chat. Oh, that's, that's good. a good bit. Um, so, you know, I've done, I've done, uh, I've done, I'm gay now. Um, <laughs> um, I've done, um, I've got news. Um, <laughs> I've got news. That's what a doctor um, says. And like, then, uh, the end. and then, oh. uh, and then I've also well. done, uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> so. I like that. These are like good. That too. We should really adopt great. more of those. Somebody go <laughs> yeah. change the Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please, please do, and don't let the Wikipedia people know because they'll change it right, right back. back. But yeah, well. 1996, the internet was a completely different place. So it makes sense that you could you could just buy if an internet domain back then, as long as you had like it was just like three thousand dollars. I just bought. I actually own NintendoVoiceChat.com. What I bought it for. Yeah, I own that domain. But anyway, was it like two uh, bucks? They're like very cheap now. It was twelve dollars and ninety six cents. Yeah. Um, I don't have it. I'm not doing anything with it. In fact, I forgot that I owned it until yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's so, called it's called um, domain squatting, Seth. And yeah. it's, a, it's a crime. Uh, is, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. Why are you a oh. cop, Brian? Do I look like a cop? Yeah, you do actually. <laughs> what <laughs> squirtle training cop looking guy? What, well, what was all that about? <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. What are we know. doing this week? Nobody knows. Hey, remember, you, you can't spell arraignment without IGN. So, 1996. <laughs> Nintendo 64 came out, and we are all here today joining together to talk about our Nintendo 64 memories. Reb. Hey. I would like to hear your Nintendo 64 memories because it's actually, it's like one of those cute stories that I really like. Because you were you were very young back then. I you was. You were a tiny... Uh, people's champion yeah You're, you weren't going off the top rope too high i was i was five i was five when it came out bottom bunk bottom bottom bunk i was five when it came out in 96 i never owned a nintendo 64 the first console i owned was a gamecube uh but i did have three very distinctive nintendo 64 experiences the first i've talked about on the show before my next door neighbor had an n64 and i would run over to his house after school or on the weekends uh and we would play donkey kong 64 together and we were both very yeah. young uh he was actually i think a year or two younger than me so th this is a couple years after it came out so at this point i'm like eight eight nine years old and mm -hmm. he's he's like six or so and uh we're playing Donkey Kong 64 we're both terrible at it obviously because we're like little kids don't know how to play video games and so at this at this point i'm as, as i'm like nine years old uh gamefacts.com is a real thing and yeah. we do yeah. have we do have a home computer that is hooked up to the internet and i know enough to go on this home computer and print off pages from gamefacts.com and run them over to my neighbor's house so we can use the guide to get through this game. And Donkey Kong 64 remains my white whale because we did not finish it. We got to the final boss. We got four Kongs through the final oh, boss, yeah. if you know mm -hmm. uh, the Donkey you Kong know, you know. final boss fight. Yeah. Uh, we were really struggling uh, to get through the last one without losing all of our watermelons. Uh, and then he, and which then is he, which is what people call like going crazy, right? Yes, one hundred percent. And then he yep. moved away, moved away, took his N sixty four with him. With so the I save never, file. what? With the save file too. Yeah, with the yep. save file. So I never finished Donkey Kong sixty four, which is why I really want them to put it on Switch Online so mm -hmm. I can finally go back and and defeat uh, K Rule once and for all. Wow. I just want I want it on the Nintendo Switch Online so I can shoot everybody with peanuts. That's oh yeah, the, oh, they, yeah. The, they like need the multiplayer stuff added. didn't know about till like last <laughs> that week. I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so that was, no. that was that was one. Uh, the other two are shorter stories. Uh, my my best friend uh, in school and I, I would go over to her house uh, for sleepovers and we would play uh, Pokemon Stadium on the N64 together in the mornings. At like we'd get up at like 6 a.m. and we would get uh, Eggo waffles out of the freezer and eat them while we were playing, but we wouldn't uh, toast them. So we just eat frozen blueberry waffles while we were playing that is unhinged it was i still think they're delicious (laughs) uh and and then Mm. i would also play uh smash bros at the little stations at mcdonald's in the play place remember those oh yeah uh i think when they're frozen uh eggo waffles are like if you're your baby's teething that's a good little hack (laughs) oh that's really smart they're really they're not bad they're just i mean they're they're very snack-like you just kind of everything that's made of sugar and chemicals is pretty kind of is good yeah there's nothing wrong with them and yeah frozen frozen blueberry ego waffles highly recommend them just take them out of the box and eat them this is not an ego sponsored podcast yeah no it's not at all (laughs) so lego my ego gotta say even better (laughs) toasting them check that out give that a shot yeah yeah it might be a good i don't want to eat a raw waffle I went through a period in my life around the same time where I was obsessed with like toaster waffles and I wouldn't eat them unless I got butter in every square in every square. Of, oh, yeah. yeah, that's super yeah. important. If you're going yeah. oh, to top I was, them with anything, I was like, I was never like a big butter on them, but syrup cool. had to be in every syrup had to be in every hole. Syrup also, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, syrup yeah, yeah. had to be in every hole. Um, oh, I'm so hungry. Terrible news. I brought food. I don't know how I'm going to get it to you. Um, it's fine. I also have an N64 story. I think I've told this one on the in the, on the podcast in the past, but who cares? Uh, I want to hear it again. My uh, my parents uh, were the best and the worst that Christmas of '96 mm-hmm. uh, because we woke up early. Me and my little brothers. We woke up and we ran out to the to the tree with all the presents and stuff like that. And they're like, wait, 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 you can't come out. And so you like run out and they push us back out of the the living room with the presents and like back into our rooms. And then they, uh, which we got, or no, they push us back into the living room. And uh, what was I? It was like 10 year old, 10 year old Jada at this point, just completely blind, oblivious to everything other than just thinking about the presence under the tree, hoping that there's a Nintendo 64 was the number one thing on my, uh, my uh, list to Santa for that. I wrote like five times on there with all the games. Mm -hmm. And so we go out, we go, we finally, they come out, they let us open the presents. They saved the last one, the biggest one for last. We open the box, swear that I was that Nintendo 64 kid that was like, oh my God, Nintendo 64, just like screaming, jumping around, the most ecstatic I could be and the happiest Jada has ever been in her life. And then she opens the box and there's clothes inside. There are sweaters and socks and underwear and just everything, pajamas, everything in the box. And like, we're just freaking out crying so sad and then they walk us back into the living room where they had ushered us and where we had weren't no didn't notice then they're saying nintendo 64 set up on the entertainment stand plugged in already ready to go with wave race 64 yeah in the in the console just ready to play so um walk walk me through that like minute and a half between those uh very triumphant (laughs) and very traumatic events yeah like were you were you did you want to fight santa (laughs) (laughs) i would have been like let's find this dude's address right now i i think i was just so distraught 
lot and that i was just like i really wanted a nintendo 64 why did he get be closed did you think it was like one of the elves screwed up and he was like this is it it's my last day on the job it was a friday i honestly i don't remember what thoughts ran through my head other i think i was just in tears because i was so sad and then so mean it was just i it did 100 like flipped 180 as soon as i got into pushed into the living room they were like i because i remember i think i told the story wrong but like i ran into the living room for where the presents were and then they pushed us into like the family room or vice versa whatever those were those rooms nobody knows the difference between a living room and a family room they're the same thing um or whatnot what and so dead? like they we ran they're like no 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 wait and we ran into the living room and then they pushed us out of the living room where the 64 was set up because they didn't want us right. to see it um and i totally didn't totally did not see it i was just totally oblivious it was right there just yeah. waiting for us. You ever think about how we're never going to get that feeling again? Oh, like we, yeah. we still, I like, you know, I, Christmas is still great. We still like, you know, yeah. buy video games at Christmas time or whatever, but that feeling of like coming downstairs and seeing the boxes and you know, the shape of a video game and you know, you're going to rip that thing open and find something. And then you're going to spend all Christmas day playing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's we, nothing like it. I are get that again. Our family household. We, started a tradition where we wrapped things very irregularly right and so like that nobody could guess like so we we try oh. to keep that like nothing yeah that was literally that was that was me um just you know wearing like i think purple pajamas that morning nice um that kid go. <laughs> um, that kid, he works on wall street now he's a ex- ex- very successful financier yeah well i yeah that's not true i Glad just made that up <laughs> But Brian, Glad somebody did it. Brian, I mean, you get to recreate this for for your kid and Seth. I I, you, I assume you I do have gotten say, to get to. The closest you come as an adult to that feel is like when your kids yeah. lose mm-hmm. their mind. I it's know not I, the same, but it is close. the best feeling in the world to to like wrap up presents that I know my kid is excited for, and then she opens them up and they're just clothes. <laughs> i just i love i gotta keep that tradition going um but i do a thing where like i never do the second reveal mm-hmm. it's just close there you go that's fine yeah. no it's cruel it's okay um it'll build character no so i've i've told like uh different variations of several of these stories combined over the many years that i've been on the show but the n64 launch was like magical for me because i think it was like the first time i was able to buy a system with like money i had saved up myself Ooh, that's a good and thing. it was september so i was like i'm not waiting till christmas for this no. even though i could probably hold out and my parents would have been or santa would have been like hey we got you but um I was like, I need this myself. So I, I, you know, did chores and mowed lawns and raked leaves and all the garbage you do in New Jersey, uh, for, uh, months and months and months and your gym tan laundry or whatever. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I saved up enough money for it. And I also did the thing where I like, remember like the N64 launched with, with like a whole bunch of different colored controllers. Yeah. So it, yeah. It came with the stock gray controller, but there were, there's four controller ports on the front of the system. And I was like, I need four different colored c- controllers for mm. when my, my friends come over. Obviously at the time. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Um, the N64 notoriously launched with zero four player multiplayer games. I don't even think it had any two player multiplayer games on day one. Yeah, I don't think it it had, Wave Race came out a little bit yeah. later. It had Pilot Wings uh-huh. and Mario 64, the only two yep. launch games 
very very awesome games right uh but um both single player games yeah. so if you bought four controllers on day one you were basically just like i guess today i'll be green <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't really there wasn't really anything special to it but yeah i uh in, in new jersey which we've established i grew up in um and I, again sorry if you've heard this before but uh they had something called the blue law which meant that stuff was closed on sunday and they put the system out on a i believe it was like a saturday right and so i got it and then it was like a Saturday morning and then we had to go. My parents like dragged me to my relative's house to some dumb party. So like I basically took the N64, brought it home. And this was like, I got it at a Toys R Us where like they had demo units set up where I remember walking by and I refused to look because I, I didn't want to get anything spoiled. Like I saw a kid spinning Bowser around. Wave no, Mario 64. So I saw a kid holding Bowser and spinning him around and I was like, I don't want to see anymore. I'm good. <laughs> and you know, I was reading IGN.com. I was reading, I was getting Nintendo powers like i was in it i was in that world and i was like i just don't want to see another second of this i want this experience to be pure when i bring this thing home so i get the box home i immediately have to get in the car and go all the way down to like to my relative's house and we don't get back until like 10 o'clock at night and i get back that night and i plug in my n64 to the tv and i turn it on and i hear it's a me mario oh. right yeah. and i don't see anything <gasps> i just oh. hear it no and realized that uh, we had this like old school TV with the big butt on the back, you know, mm -hmm. like the really yeah, big yeah. boxy old oh, TVs. No. And I needed like a RF switch adapter oh. to be able to see. Oh. So like I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. So I just had a black screen and the Super Mario 64 uh, title screen music. And the next day, everything was closed. Oh. And the Monday after that, I had school. It was like a week and a half into the school year. Oh. And so... Uh, my dad picked me up from school that Monday and we went to the store, we got the adapter and he's like, don't worry, I'll pay for this and got home, set it up. And I got to stretch Mario's head around for a couple of hours yeah. before jumping into the, you know, the first, the first level. Once I was there and once I was playing it, it I was the hap I think that was probably the happiest I ever was growing up. Cause it was just such a ma like mm -hmm. super Mario 64, that that's like you were talking about that feeling of like opening up a present on Christmas morning yeah. and, and, and playing it all day and how we'll never find that again. That that's like, you can say the same for, for super Mario 64, right? Playing that game for the very first time and yeah. being like, this is, you know, when you move the stick a little bit, he tiptoes. And when you move it really hard, <laughs> he runs and he can do backflips and just like messing around in the courtyard for yeah. hours and being like triple jumps backflip let me get on the roof let me do all this other stuff and like the fact that that game now is decades old and people are still finding new hacks and speed runs and mm -hmm. glitches and tricks and there there's a um competitive and cooperative community around helping people beat that game uh and find cool stuff in it and and speed run through it and i i saw something the other day it was like a carpetless run in the rainbow ride level or whatever what? you just never touch the carpet you just yeah. hopping on random floating objects in the geometry and in, in the in the ether and i was just like this is you know this this guy made this video last week and I've never seen anything like it. So, like, yeah. yeah, it's just always been such a special, special system to me. And eventually we did get, uh, you know, GoldenEye, uh, Mario Kart 64, Donkey, Wave Kong, Race, 64. Donkey Kong 64, which is a bad game. It's a um, great game. It's the best Legend game. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Best game on the, the 64 with Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. We, got, we got some truly incredible um, takes on classic 2D mm -hmm. Nintendo franchises and also Donkey Kong 64. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. We do uh, that on this podcast, Brian. We don't slander DK here. No. I can do it. It's not a good game. DK will get you. It's not, <laughs> but we love you. it. That's okay. That's love fine. It. You're allowed to. I don't want to take that from you. I just personally Respect. think it's a, it's a bad I game. appreciate it. 
but no, so. it's it was it was awesome. And I specifically remember like doing the same thing, saving up money, uh, and then like wa- walking down a highway in New Jersey to go to Toys R Us yeah. to buy uh, Ocarina of Time, and then like calling my 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 parents from a payphone, where you do that thing where you call collect, and you hang yeah. up before they charge you, and you go, "Hey, mom, sorry, come pick me up." And it's like collect call from, "Come pick me up in the Toys R Us parking lot," <laughs> and your parents would come get you. And then I remember sitting there and just like having the game in my hand and flipping through the manual, and like, yeah. God, it was awesome. It's such a magical. Yeah system such an awesome time for me such a weird controller too like you Best never controller you never really held it like that like it was mortal Kombat trilogy and mischief makers were like two of the only 2d games on there yeah. and so you mostly just held it um you know southpaw bowser style whatever yes. like bowser style i like it uh now there was a, there was a bunch of games where you could kind of change up the control scheme they started adding it where you could hold it in the different ways pokemon stadium was also a big one because like there was different uh, mini games mm-hmm. that had you use like the d-pad and stuff for things yeah this is an official nintendo contr- com- commercial. sorry we we're just i was just marvel that was their, I didn't mean to that was their transparent that was their that transparent was the console. Era. There were, everything was edgy even nintendo right was yeah edgy back then what yep. a commercial yeah, sorry, yeah. Jada. no you're yeah, good uh, you're good uh yeah maybe. no um i don't remember where i was going so we can just kind of that's how distracting on. that official n60 yeah <laughs> 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 yes. um we can just, just showing uh, off the the cool translucent colored uh n64s which by the way the analog pocket just came out with a bunch of translucent yeah. ones that are that are super gorgeous but yeah that was a big trend in the 90s and you can thank steve jobs for did that i think i think i'll that. get some booze from this but I'm not a fan of the transparent did they oh really wow. yeah just never cared for them Seth, was was that before the steve jobs stuff or after like i was did, did nintendo do that first no apple definitely no, did no, apple no. did it first the i believe iMac so came out and everything was transparent plastic right. after that like I loved, everything i love um, that design i wish we'd go back and, to yeah it. it's a really great design it looks so good on um well i mean i know jada hates it but that's okay because so we're cool you don't like to you don't want to know what's going on in there huh? i don't i don't it's just <laughs> like inside of the human of body i mind. don't want to see anything going on inside my electronics as well oh, there I, they are, the imax the original I, that was the that's a to- totally different show but i could talk about when i bought one of those it was we used to have those in our computer but, lab I, I wish more things came out at launch in different colors i agree I think, with that i think yeah. the thing that kills me now is everything is either you can get it in black or white and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's it and then you know things like fancy face plates or or, or stickers or differently colored joy cons or whatever it is depending on the system you have come out you know months two years later and i'm like well yeah. i've already got my thing in basic gray yeah therefore yep. why would i need to buy extra things and i you have know there, some people have the disposable income for that and that's fine but i it, it have really there been any me. console launches that were different colors like the gamecube originally only came out in purple i mean purple, purple and black it's purple and black the, the switch okay. light uh most recently oh, okay. i think from nintendo was, yeah. had you know what was it yellow, yellow teal, teal and red gray, gray? and yeah, i think gray. Was, gray was there also coral coral yeah yeah um the the handhelds have been coral better game about this yeah. like yeah. game boys game boy advances ds's three and the three i guess that. the switch came with the two different sets of joy con the well, switch so. you could either get it in gray or you could get blue and blue and blue red which was cool um yeah i know Maybe i want more yeah yeah no same like I, I there was definitely that i i bought an analog pocket on day one i love the thing but um i had my choices of black and white and then seeing like the new lineup of colors the translucent ones yeah. and, like, neons oh, and stuff nice. like that they did glow in the dark a few weeks ago like yeah cool. you know, i love in, i love using glow in the dark yeah i i think it's just been i mean there's been this sort of like pcification like you know personal computerification of gaming consoles over the last few years which Look you know justifiably those 
those things like the the PS5 and the and the Series X are basically like gaming computers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like we've moved away from that sort of toyetic feel of these because they've been, yeah. you know, more premium <laughs> priced devices and stuff yeah. like that. And Sorry. I think Nintendo's always been really good about kind of tapping into that a little bit. So I, yeah. I appreciate that with the Switch and with the Switch Lite, they launched in a couple of different colors. And, you know, the Wii U is about as boring as it gets. Like to be fair, when it when it launched, it was just yeah. just in gray, and then eventually they did like the the Wind Waker edition, which was gorgeous. But um, yeah. wasn't the original was the original Wii U in gray? I thought it was black. It was black. Oh, yeah, it was just black. Yeah. black. Okay, that's right. You know what? I there was a white one too. There was right? a white one. Yeah, they less... did black and white at launch, and I think it had different like memory. I think or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it just like had that. like four gigabytes of onboard memory yeah. or something. It was the. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was like was it like four gigs, and the other one was like I think the black was thirty two or something like that. It's uh wow. It was the t- it was the Wii U that kids opened and wished the box was full of clothes. So. <laughs> wow, wow, that's terrible. Hey. I loved my Wii. So mean to the dedicated um, Netflix no, and Yoshi's Woolly like World I said, system. I can't play it. Um, and Nintendo, which Land. is a bummer. But I'm going to tell you real quick my Nintendo yes, 64 please. experience yes. yeah. here. Please do, beans, I, man. That was the first thing. The first anything that i ever pre-ordered this was mm. back in the day where my friend and i were like dude they, there might not be enough right like, we gotta go pre-order this thing so we pre-ordered it we held on to our receipts actually my friend still has his original receipt for his original he still has his original n64 that's cool but we uh we're all stoked it's a friday we're like hell yeah let's go and the closest toys are us like two hour drive so we're driving you know rowing out probably listening to let's see 1996 uh we we're probably listening to 311 311 look just whatever uh we We're get up judging. there no i have i have the, no i have no counter argument to that it's 96 so uh <laughs> i'm 19 i'm not quite 19 years old i'm like a month away from being 19 years old uh we get to toys R Us. we're like hell yeah let's go dude we get in there and it's completely like there's nobody in there it's like totally abandoned we're like oh this is did you break into a toys r us <laughs> in the middle of, of the no, night I mean, it's like i've got my pre-order receipt i want my <laughs> there were people working there but there was like no customers and we're like, dude, like I kind of thought everyone would be like breaking down doors today to get this right. thing. So we go in and like my friend goes into one checkout line and I'm in the next checkout line. And we're like looking back and forth, like, oh, and the lady rings me up like literally like two seconds before my friend. I'm like, yeah, I got my first. Yeah. And I still throw it in his face all these years later. And as we're like leaving, we we're talking to one of the guys about the Nintendo 64. I'm like, yeah, man, I figured it'd be it'd be crazy. Like, I thought there would be so many people. He's like, oh, you should have been here yesterday when it came out. Uh, what <laughs> we didn't realize was it didn't come out on a, on Friday, September 27th. It came out on Thursday, September 26th. Oh. So if we hadn't pre-ordered, we would not have gotten one. They were the last two in the store. And it was only because we had paid the whatever, like oh, the wow. $10 to pre-order. Well, from Seth, Toys you, R Us. you beat me by a day then. Because like based on my recollection, I bought mine on a Saturday. Unless... Saturdays and Fridays were on different days in Maine and New Jersey. Yes, definitely. Are, How yeah, time zones work. Uh, wow, Brian, I can't north, believe you're not a real so. gamer. I am a fake gamer. Oh, so fake. It's all those years I spent doing police work. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost focus. <laughs> gaming. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear? We uh, we went to the Facebook group. We asked the, 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 the fans, the audience, if they had any stories. Would you like to hear some of our... Uh, yes, more honest. than ever. Yeah, always. This. Yeah, this so this one... It starts out a little rough. This is from Dan Rockwood. Uh, hey, Dan. My parents got divorced when I was around six years old in the mid-90s. So, yeah, we're off to a bad start there. That's a bummer. But 
As a consolation gift, my uncle bought my brother and I a Nintendo 64 and got us Duke Nukem and Goldeneye. Wow. Moving to a new town <laughs> to live with my grandparents, I was able to make new friends by bonding over Nintendo and talking about the games we played. This carried Aww. me through all of, all of elementary school where I discovered Zelda, Mario Kart, Super Mario 64, Perfect Dark, Diddy Kong Racing, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and even Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. shout out. What up? What up? Any legend. My best friend and I would have sleepovers all the time where we'd stay up late playing N64. When Majora's Mask came out, I got a copy for Christmas and he never got around to getting it. So we shared my cartridge and I'd let him borrow it. Wow. Dude, that is such a bro. We worked on a single save file together, sharing what new things we discovered and the latest masks we unlocked. It made a single player experience feel much more connected by getting to experience it with another person. The Nintendo 64 is one of my all-time favorite consoles, and it still proudly rests in my game room, connected to a CRT and ready to go anytime I feel like booting it up. Yes. That's amazing. That's I so nice. That story I love that. You know so what? much. I've got to say, I think playing Majora's Mask co-op style like that with somebody else where you have to literally like pass notes to each other be like oh, yeah. this yeah. is what i did this is where this person was on day one yeah, and cool. like they pick it up and it's like it's day two for them and i'm like okay i gotta remember what yeah what dan did so that i can like follow up on that and then i gotta take copious notes so that i can pass it back to him for day three or however they were doing the switch offs but like mm -hmm. that's just kind of crazy i love it though i love the ingenuity the, the crt did such like it's did such magic on old school consoles too because it would just fill in a lot of like you know there would be a flat texture and it all of a sudden or especially with sprites and stuff like that pixel art it would make things look so much more in depth and also like when when you're playing something that was like a little spooky like majora's mask or even mm -hmm. like some of the weirder nighttime levels in goldeneye like it just added something to it that felt weird and magical mm -hmm. that yeah. you know yeah. you, you just don't get on like a 65 inch oled yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. true. And uh, I, you know, I was sort of a detractor from that because it seems like in the last two or three years is when people are like, no, you got to you got to play my CRTs. And I was a bit of a detractor. But now that I have uh, like a dozen CRTs, uh, it it really actually makes a huge difference in the way that uh, that old video games look and play. So I'm stoked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The N64 looks amazing, by the way. On also, a good, on a good CRT. Also, uh, can we like start a petition to bring diddy kong racing back because that was the best kart racer they, one of the best kart racers they did they've ever made on the 3ds and it was not great because yeah. they they added a bunch of weird stuff to it it might yeah. have been the ds um i think it was the ds yeah actually. they added a bunch of weird stuff to it where like all of the like the the i think it was like the hovercraft and the flying levels you had to start your cart by blowing into the microphone yeah i like, remember that yeah yeah it was like a it's bunch terrible. of like needlessly gimmicky stuff it is indeed the ds um yeah i just yeah. gave it a 7.1 out of 10 but the uh the original diddy kong racing was really interesting and cool because it added a bunch of like story mode stuff and boss mm -hmm. fights and stuff and yeah. like that was you know like i i feel like nintendo dipped into that a little bit with mario kart ds they had like a little bit of a single player campaign mm -hmm. in there but they've largely moved away from that and i, I think most kart racers kind of have so yeah, yeah that's you know, throw some respect to Diddy Kong Racing DS. Even if, like, gun to head, most people couldn't name most of the characters in that game. Timba. Kong. Clock. Timba. TikTok. 
Mouse. Uh, um, Donkey Kong. Janky yeah. Kong. See, nailed it. What did I do? Uh, Slam Dunk. Larry Kong. Larry Kong. Captain Monkasaurus. He's a big old monkey and a dinosaur. Dixie's in that. There's Dixie Kong. No, Dixie wasn't in it. There was. They didn't put Dixie Kong in. No. What? Because the only Diddy Donkey Kong character was Diddy Kong. It was his game. Is Donkey Kong not in that game? No, Donkey Kong's not in it. This is an embarrassment. Why? No, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's Diddy Kong's story. It's his whole tale and his whole trek. No, okay, okay, like I can that. buy that. But you should still put Dixie Kong in there. I can't yeah. wait till they bring it back and they're like, in and out has Dixie Kong. And all the comments are like, woke. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Dixie Kong's racing. Well, it was also uh, like they had Conker in there before. Yes, he Conker was in there, yeah. Like a really? derelict alcoholic, right? Yep, mm-hmm, yep. Put Gex Whoa. in there. Yeah, because there was a there was a while there where they're like, Conker's cute and lovable, and like they yep. had he had like a, he had, I think it was like even like a Game Boy Advance game or something like that I that was like top so. down that, like you know, and then at one point they were just like, what if he was a wreck? What if he was scary and, and dangerous and yeah, unhinged, fought a giant pile of poo. Yeah, like you start that game and he's like hungover and he's like I need Advil. <laughs> like it's so yep. weird. Isn't this yeah. just the premise of Detective Pikachu? Yes. Yeah, basically, yes. but I don't know if keep Pikachu's You know, I want to say uh, was it first first four figures did are are they doing a statue of they did giant one, poo? Yes, they are yeah. doing one for the nice. giant poo. And it's it's it looks it looks amazing for what it is, but I could never Yeah, I would right. never want a giant yeah. pile of <laughs> on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, I'm just saying, like the the candy corn teeth, like I don't, which, I mean, the, or which, corn uh, teeth, I think. Which N64 sound effect should we use? Wow, censor that I word back. This in my life. Oh, it's like a musical. He's like singing. Oh He's my like god, this was yeah. in a video game. Yes, on the 64. Yeah, a Nintendo yeah. video game, nonetheless. On the wow. Nintendo 64. On yeah. System. Oh, the this would not fly in 2023. From no. the this was the uh, the rap rock of the N64. Mm -hmm. This is yep. one of those ones so that maybe funny. doesn't age as well. There's but. a Saving Private Ryan parody. Uh huh. Yep, game. they do a Matrix like, parody. Yeah, there's yep. a. This, the first half of the game is very much just like angry banjo kazooie yep. and the second half is a lot of like um more scripted set pc type stuff that's based on like movie parodies mm -hmm. it is a bizarre video game um strange world yeah that just blew my mind what we did it's a strange time. I, I cannot believe that's real yep it's great yeah and it did well <laughs> enough to spawn a sequel so wow. there it is the matrix uh yep Parody of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Is this on Xbox? They did do a live and reloaded yes, for the yes. Xbox, yes. Oh, no. um, which they revamped and they took out like the, I think they changed the multiplayer a bit um, and they did a few other things when they Seth, did is it the live in, and reloaded. Is it in Rare Replay maybe? That's uh, what I was wondering. Yeah, I think it might be on the Rare I think Replay. It is in the, I think it is in the Rare Replay. Is? I believe yeah. so. If I remember correctly. Yeah, bad just, yeah just out Another of morbid game. curiosity. Hey, I, I sort of want to check it out again. Um, God, did you, those blood effects are great. It just looks like mm -hmm. somebody's throwing jars jelly. of jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like when the radars get jammed in Spaceballs. Wikipedia <laughs> yes. 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 It was released in March 2001 following an advertising campaign that targeted male college students. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that sounds That's, about right. Uh, okay, Conquer yeah. Live and Reloaded was released for the Xbox in 2005, while the original version was included as part of the Rare Replay compilation for Xbox One in 2015. There you go. There you go. Nice. Yeah, so you can play the original in the Rare Replay, which oh is, God. honestly, I think I prefer versus the Live and Reloaded. So Okay. Go back and check it out. Well, you got you want to hear another one? Another uh, Yes. Yes, yeah, let's do it. Bring us back. This one is from uh, 
Ikra Asad Khan, whose name I always worry that I messed up, but she's like, no, you said it right. So I hope I said it right this time. Uh, so we played through Super Mario 64 as a family. My favorite childhood memory is coming home from elementary school to find my mother hanging out the apartment window yelling to us, I beat Bowser! We rushed upstairs. <laughs> this, this is the heart. This is the best part. She had waited until we came home from school to collect the final star that triggers the ending. We Aww. watched the ending together, Aww. and my brother asked our mother why Peach's Kiss didn't leave a lipstick mark. To this day, <laughs> is the game I have the most nostalgia for. I Aww. I love that That's so much. That's so amazing. so good. Oh that, that needs to be a cameo in the next Mario movie where it's yeah. just her out hanging out the window. We beat Bowser. The oh idea of like gosh. you throw Bowser out and the star is just sitting there going. Just like, hours and hours. The star is just waiting around like, 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 I don't know. While the kids are at school. Oh my God. That is so sweet. I love that so I know, much. I love that. That's really good. That's such a, like a, what a cool mom to do mm -hmm. something yeah. like that. Not only, not only a cool mom to like beat it, but then a cool mom to just like sit back and be like, nah, nah, nah. I'll let the kids see this. I want to share it with my kids. Yeah. Gaming, bringing families together since 1996. That's such a beautiful story. It's really good. It I really is. Like that. It's, it's wonderful. I, I, don't, I wish I could think of any gaming stories that I have that are that sweet with my kids, but I don't like think that I have. Seth takes the final star and runs off. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> All right, we have another one. Uh, this is another name that I, I don't, uh, I think it's, it's, P-E-T-U-H. So I don't know if they're from like Maine and their name is PETA. Mm -hmm. But uh, PETA Onivas says, The Christmas I got the N64 in Ocarina of Time, my sweet grandma got convinced by the sales clerk that she needed to get me this controller. And I I have it in the show notes, uh, Jobert. I don't know if you, if you have it ready. Uh, I looked this up. It's called the Reality Quest N64 glove. Oh the joystick says the joystick, mind you, is in the wrist, so you had to hold it like you're doing a karate chop. That was a bad karate. This job. is the worst I'm, thing I've ever seen. It's horrible. Oh yeah. I am proud to say that I know not only got up to the got up to and beat the Deku Tree Temple with it, then went back to normal controller because my hand started to hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, uh, like go look up the Reality Quest N64 glove. It looks horrendous. Like, there it is. What yeah. on earth? I I don't think I've ever seen this thing before. No. Nor have I. It looks like a medical device. It does. <laughs> like a blood pressure cup. Yeah, it looks yeah, like that's, something yeah. else. That's yeah. It's 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 a an eighties robot hand glued to a glove pressure. Oh, a yep. blood pressure glove. Blood pressure. <laughs> blood pressure. Yeah. You said the both. stick it's is both. inside the it's glove? It's right there at the top. You see it? It's on the yeah. like where the thumb would be. Oh, oh that's so bad. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's It doesn't make any sense because like if you're like, I don't know. It's I mean, really bad. respect to this person for, for getting, getting anywhere, anywhere yeah. in any video game <laughs> yes. with this thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I, man, I've been doing this for a long time. I've never seen this thing before. Oh, no, this thing no. is horrible. Neither have I. And I... It's like, it's such a classic thing, like a grandma who maybe doesn't quite know. Uh -huh. She goes into the game store and asks, yeah. you know, for some help. And the guy's like, oh, crap. My boss just said we got to get rid of all these reality yeah. quest N64 gloves because they suck. You know what your <laughs> grandson will love? He'll love the reality quest. I've never. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I was just going to say, like, I also love that he was so happy. Like, she was so happy to give it to him that he still played it just to, like, not yeah let his his grandma his sweet nana down yeah like that's 
That's a good thing. That's I, a good, I've good person. I've never played with that glove, but I did see it because we used to buy a lot of our games for the N64 from our local pawn shop. Uh, it's actually where I got my copy of Ocarina of Time and the strategy guide. I got them both for like, I think, 70 bucks. Combined. Oh, my God. Um, which is great. Uh, strategy guide was like falling apart when I got it. But hey, it was nice to have it anyways. So um, looking, yeah. looking into this, they also made one for PlayStation that was black. They're on The one for PlayStation is 60 bucks on eBay. There were boxed versions of the N64 Reality Quest controller that go between $150 and <sighs> Four hundred and thirty dollars. Sounds like a sound. Several lesson. people watching these. That I, apparently there's a market for this. Yeah. This is the kind of, but this is the kind of thing though that Seth is going to come back here in like six months and tell Wearing us it. he found <laughs> it. He found it, it, in, his found local, it in like a like a thrift store or a dump oh, yeah. or something, yep. and, and it still works. You you like put one wire together and you made it you made it function. Seth, if if anybody on Earth it needs to hunt one of these down, it's, it's you. you. Yeah, and, and you need the, a one. You need to shoot like, a Mario sixty four. Let's play. You brought that up because it, like the whole time. Like I was thinking, I'm like, oh, yep. okay, I put this one on my checklist now of, <laughs> of things to look for. Because normally I, I would have passed something like that up, but it just looks so stupid now. I, I feel like <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got to get it. I wouldn't even um, have recognized it as I, a controller. As a, no. as, yeah, as a video game device. <laughs> no, he posted the uh, like the picture of it to Facebook, and I was like, I don't. Yeah, I was just saying, I was like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a video game. Controller. I would assume it's like some superhero like cosplay thing that you buy and and the buttons like make sound effects or something and you pretend to punch things. That's you know oh, it's like a yeah. it's like, like a budget garbage budget cyborg arm or yeah. like a like a massage glove or something. Yeah. Or like a like if like you know you have you know carpal tunnel or something like that, it can help. <laughs> like that's what it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't look like nothing about that screams like fun toy for kids. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Well, before we move on to Meverse now, this makes me this makes me kind of wonder what is like uh, for any of you if you have an answer to this. Did you ever get from a, like a, a love like a loving family member uh, a video game themed gift that was just super bad, but you pretended to like it anyway, not to hurt their feelings? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I I think I told this story on the podcast fairly recently, but here it is again. Uh, I I wanted I asked for Christmas one year for GameCube games. And my parents, uh, who did not know a darn thing about gaming, uh, I have no idea how they came to this conclusion, but they went to the store and uh, for, for Christmas, I unwrapped two video games. Uh, I unwrapped Turok uh, and I unwrapped Resident Evil Zero. Uh, I was like 11. <laughs> uh, they got me Resident Evil Zero specifically because it has a character named Rebecca in it. And they saw that on the back of yeah. the box. Um, and so I, I booted up Resident Evil Zero. I, I mean, if you know me, I'm not into these kinds of games at all right. as an adult, uh, much less as an 11 year old. Well, how could uh, you be after being subjected to Resident Evil Zero at 11 years old? Also no, the um, <laughs> the worst of the classic Resident Evil games. It like probably. opens, uh, this is this is super fuzzy memory. I'm sure this is wrong somehow. I believe it opens on like a train yes. or something. No, it does. Yeah. And, and Rebecca, I believe is running down down this train and something bursts through the window of the train yep. and attacks her immediately shut it off never turned it on again absolutely <laughs> heinous. Mm -hmm. i have uh, the opposite end of that kind of story my grandfather uh bought me um south park chef's love shack or whatever that <laughs> game was uh for the n64 because uh, he thought it looked interesting and it looked like it had cartoon characters. My mom forbid us from watching South Park growing up. Oh my God. And so when I got this on my, I think 
14th birthday uh my mom said absolutely not you can have it when you turn 18 and so it sat promptly on my grandfather's shelf next to his tv for four years what until i turned 18 and then i I like went to my grandpa's house at 18. I was like, hey, I'm here to get my birthday gift from four years ago. And I took it home and I played it for five minutes. And I was like, this is terrible because oh I had already played the actual South Park 64 game yeah, yeah, yeah. at friends' birthday parties where we're like throwing pea-colored snowballs, yep. yellow oh, yeah. snowballs at each other and shooting each other with ray guns and stuff like that. I was like, this is really cool. Then I got this one. I was like, this is really terrible. It's a trivia game. Uh -huh. And I wasn't allowed to watch South Park, so I don't know what any of the answers to this oh, trivia is. South Park trivia. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was that's South Park trivia. Man, yeah, that's it was... Worse. Yes. You know, I'm, I think your mom made the right call shielding. Oh, 100%. She, yeah. 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 Thank because if you think yeah. about like the person you grew up to be, you're the only person who cursed on this episode. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. shielding you from all those evil ways for years <laughs> clearly paid off. It totally paid off. You know what they say, uh, you know, if you, uh, you, you, you hold on too tight, they, they'll eventually leave you. That is true. That's, that's, that's yeah. true. That's the moral I don't, I don't know if I remember any specific... I definitely licensed... Like, getting licensed games as a kid that were yeah. bad. I think, like, all of us have had that before. But I definitely remember getting controllers that were atrocious. Oh, yeah. Like, just yeah. really bad. And, like, Mad Cats was the, the go-to joke mm -hmm. for a while. For, like, the, yep. the controller you give, like, your cousin that you hate when he comes over or whatever. Yep. I actually didn't have any cousins I hated. But, you know, a good example in case you did This is the cousin that you didn't want to beat you. That you wanted yeah. to your superiority. Yeah. Have you yeah. give them the worst controller. Li yeah, it was yeah. it was more of that. It was more it was less Young like sibling. Yeah, usually. it's the lowest in the pecking order of mm -hmm. like kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember that there were like ones that like were physically painful. They were like so hard plastic, but like Mad Cats, I think, didn't they, they kind of turn. Oh yeah, they've definitely done. Different. And they do a lot of like PC gaming peripherals. They do a lot of PC yeah, yeah. stuff. They do a lot of like fighting sticks and things like that, uh, I believe, and I stuff. So I think they did have a little bit of, but I think they eventually went out of business again oh i think so too okay but yeah they did have a turnaround but they did, point no they did they, they were like let's do pc gaming and they had like some like legit fight sticks and like some legit mm -hmm. gaming mice and i think they were just poorly managed at the top i think it was a money laundering scheme uh, but yeah we had a we had a mad cats controller that i think my brother got angry playing a game and threw it at the wall and so it didn't break it just like cracked <laughs> so um it the they were like these huge, it was like this hard plastic and there were these huge kind of like cheap plastic too. It's not yeah. like the stuff that Nintendo always made, which always felt like a little soft, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this actually feels yeah. comfortable to hold. They made this like this hard plastic thing. It was like a shell. It's like, and it, it's like real rigid. It didn't yes. have any, didn't have any give or any, like, nothing, yeah. nothing. It just felt, it just felt cheap and crappy. And I remember like, if you're trying to do combos in like fighting games and you rolled your finger the wrong way, it would like cut open. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so we just had this controller where it's like one of my first party controllers died or gave up or the cable snapped or something like that. And I remember having this terrible Mad Cat's third party controller that had a, a crack in it. Mm -hmm. And like just playing it, you would you would physically feel pain if you if you use this thing too long. So, oh yeah, don't you know, get get your kids the good stuff. Close. Yeah. I think I actually Close. have. Yes. Yeah. I think I actually have one of those Mad Cat's controllers around this. I don't doubt it. Area yeah. here. Rep, rep. People give me stuff, and there's always something real crappy in there. But yeah, real quick, the I still feel bad about it. But the year we thought we were getting our Nintendo Entertainment System was the year my parents got us a Tandy Color computer. Yep, and we did not hide our disappointment at all. We're like, 
tearing into it because it looks like a nintendo and we're like what is this and i feel like this year i decided i actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals so i subscribed to a service that streams all of the nhl to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was kind of ridiculous because i'm still 200 miles away from boston but whatever had i had nordvpn that wouldn't have been a problem i would have just gone in changed my settings to another geographic area and boom i could have been watching all the boston bruins home games like it was nothing at all so now i have nordvpn and i could watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated it's the same thing with like netflix it has all these complicated licensing rules which from one country to another don't really make sense so something you could watch on south korean netflix you won't be able to watch on the united states netflix unless nordvpn boom switch to south korea and you're watching whatever korean drama that you want i highly recommend you do that i haven't done it myself but people seem to enjoy them and who am i to try to bring down people's enjoyment uh nordvpn more than just entertainment and sports availability it's going to protect you especially when you're traveling when you're using public wi-fi people are trying to get in there they're creeping on you bad actors people trying to steal your password your bank account details who knows what the government's doing these days i can't keep track they're all over the damn place nordvpn it's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there if you want to get the best discount off your nord vpn plan go to nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc that's nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc victor charlie uh that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan there is no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nice of them and i appreciate that Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Terrible. Because my parents didn't have, like, the money to spend on a Tandy Color computer, and they did anyway. But hey. Let's go into the Meverse. Let's yeah. change things around. Brian, you brought a fun little uh, fun little show and tell. Oh, yeah. So For- uh, speaking of controllers that actually are awesome, uh, this company called Cracked, C-R-K-D, just put out this new thing called the Nitro Deck. I want to pass it around the table here because I really, really like it. Um, the Nitro Deck is basically like a the next uh, iteration in a long line of Ooh. Nintendo Switch grips, right? right? Um, for years now, people have kind of been like, the Nintendo Switch is awesome, but like it's it feels a little <laughs> flimsy. There we go, Reb. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the Joy-Cons feel a little cheap and stuff like that. So the Cracked Nitro Deck is one of those things that basically turns your Switch into something that I feel like feels like a lot more like a premium device, right? Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, the thing I love about this thing the most is it has these things called Hall Effect Joysticks, um, yes. which means that they do not drift. So that's awesome. Uh, it's got a kickstand on the back. It's got remappable uh, back buttons. It's got turbo buttons that you can uh, program as well, which is really, really cool. Yeah, if you want to keep holding that. Um, and so they come out in a bunch of different colors right now. And at the launch, um, the one uh, that I'm holding on to here is basically like the GameCube colors. Mm -hmm. And these run for 60 bucks each uh, for the GameCube and some of the other special edition ones. They have a, it's, uh, like a North American Super Nintendo color scheme as well. Um, those are 90. They come with the case and everything like that. Uh, they've got swappable, remappable, uh, uh, or swappable joysticks, basically. Mm. And um, like I said, yeah, you can remap the buttons and everything. My, uh, the, I think, like, in terms of, like, actually playing with this thing, I have used this almost exclusively for the last week. I, and, oh, nice. and really haven't had any desire to do anything else. Um, there's a little latch on the back, so you can pop the screen out and shove it back in the dock if you, in case you want to go docked mode. You can plug additional controllers into this thing in case you want to play multiplayer on it. Handsome devil. Um, <laughs> you can check out our review. I believe we gave it a 9. Seth did the, the VO for that. And I, the, did the, I did the on-camera. Yeah, Matt Adler, who uh, works with me a lot and does a lot of our... Um, that was a lot of our tech reviews he really liked. He gave it a nine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that thing is super cool. And I'm definitely, I like everyone is talking about that. So I feel like I need to probably just get one in my life. Yeah. Analog I, sticks are fantastic. Like, really I don't good. think I've ever felt a better set of analog sticks. Yep. Those yep. Hall Effect, uh, like that's pretty much every controller from now on out is going to have a Hall Effect. Uh, invented by Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that's right. From uh, kids yep. in the hall. Um, no, uh, <laughs> so I actually really like the shoulder buttons too. They have like this kind of like yeah. uh, mouse clickiness to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say some of the like uh, drawbacks to this are uh, one, no amiibo support. And so, oh. like, if that's something that, like, if you're, you know, dropping meat and fish on onto Hyrule all the time with your amiibo in Tears of the Kingdom, um, you'll have to use a controller for that or, or whatever. Uh, number two, it's, uh, you know, and this is not their fault, but we're uh, seven years into the Switch's life right now, and we're probably going to get a new system next year. And so I announcement or announcement or something. So you know, uh, it's a little late in the game to get like an upgrade for your current model, which by the way. This fits the regular base switch and the OLED screen perfectly. I don't know how they did that, but it's really cool. Um, some of the other grips out there, which I've liked in the past, stuff like Satisfy, which I love. I love the Satisfy grip. Mm. Um, yeah, they they basically had to sell two different models in order to accommodate for the the the, the switch OLED being slightly bigger. Um, same with the uh, the flip grip which I don't know if you guys remember that, like that's, you know, it, yep. it, it didn't work. The base model didn't work with the OLED. This works with both, which I really love. Um, and yeah, so there's a whole bunch of different colors. You can get like a black or a gray one right now for 60 bucks, or you can spend a little more, get the carrying case and get like a special edition color on it. Um, so yeah, I, I really love this thing. I'm glad it's here. I'm going to, you know, use this to ride the switch until the wheels fall off. If you're going to stick with your base model switch or your OLED for a very long time, I think it makes sense to buy one of these. If you're going to get a, a switch to or switch pro next year then i don't know maybe wait and see or play with it for a while and put it on ebay when you're done with it but um yeah i dig it that's the cracked nitro deck it's out now and um i'm i, I really like it it's really comfortable nice. oh, yeah. it feels very nice to hold and play games on so and that's that's when go, i've been able to steal it back from my kid who just will not <laughs> go over it. and uh make sure you go on youtube and check out the review that i did and 
leave a comment about how like talented and awesome that guy is at doing tech review uh, uh, camera stuff. Yeah, he's great. We love him. Death Macy. He's got all those CRTs <laughs> in the back Macy. of him. Death all Macy. Of all of them. This got is a good legit. hat. Reb. Yeah. What's uh What's going on with you in this Meverse segment? So I've I've been not on my Switch as much lately. I've been playing Baton Kaitos. You heard all about that last week. I'm not going to rehash it. Um, I have also been consistently playing Pokemon Sleep. Oh. Uh, which is the the mobile like sleep tracking app mm-hmm. that they released a couple months ago, uh, and the there, there's there's a little more nuance to it. But the idea is you you have it on your pillow, uh, you, you pull up on your phone, uh, you tell it I'm going to sleep, put it down, uh, and it 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 can capture sound and it captures kind of like like mattress movements basically because you put it down next to you. Uh, and it, it tracks how good your sleep is. And then in the morning, depending on how long you slept and sort of the quality of your sleep, uh, it will, Pokemon will appear, mm-hmm. uh, in this sort of meadow or beach or cave setting, whatever you're currently on. And you can lure them by feeding them cookies. Uh, they join your group and then they, they help feed this big Snorlax, uh, at the center <laughs> who then, you know, will help you, will help you have a better, uh, well, it, it's sort of the centerpiece of the, this whole app is like sort of growing the Snorlax, attracting rarer and rarer Pokemon and then repeating the cycle every single week. Uh, it is Absolutely useless as a sleep tracking app. Uh, <laughs> completely worthless uh, for it, it doesn't accurately track how long I've slept. Because you, no, you're like me, right? You have a Fitbit. I do. Yeah, I have a Fitbit. That, I, I don't that need does sleep tracking pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's way better. It doesn't need. Um, there is there is a peripheral that you can buy that I do not own. A Pokemon that, Plus Go Plus Plus or something like that. Absolute dumbest naming convention I've ever heard. I don't have that. I don't need it. I'm not here for the sleep tracking. Right. I'm here because I wake up in the morning and there are like six to eight Pokemon on on my screen doing really cute sleeping animations and i catch them and add them to my party and then throughout the day i open up the app and feed and have them collect berries and feed the berries to the snorlax so my my draws it's this nice uh relaxing thing i can check in on a couple times a day Mm -hmm. and then in the morning instead of when when my alarm goes off instead of going oh yeah i go oh i wonder what pokemon have shown up oh that's and awesome. i get so, very kind of excited cool. so this is like part of your like morning routine like with your coffee and stuff like that you're oh like even before po- that i literally like i wake up and the very first thing i do is check pokemon and then i play wordle mm-hmm. uh myself and bob marshall are the remaining two ign <laughs> people who are still playing wordle uh-huh. um, and then Wait, you know what type is that it's a water type right? wordle, like grass wordle type. is definitely wordle. Oh. <laughs> so i believe it's actually a psychic type um, uh, yeah, but I mean, like the unknowns. It evolves into uh, sentency. One <laughs> 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 um, of the worst jokes I'll ever say. Here. Really Can you bad. tell him a dad? <laughs> um, but I do. I do this every morning, and it's just it's just really nice. And I haven't stopped playing it. And I, I have friends who are playing it too. And we can see what Pokemon each other's playing. I got a shiny. Uh, like oh, in wow. the second week, I got Whoa. a shiny Ekans that I evolved into an Arbok just this week, and it's this gorgeous like gold color. It's mm-hmm. really pretty. So. Yeah, does it, does it cool. show everyone else how often you sleep or how often you don't sleep? Like, does it share those stats? It actually, it it sort of does. So you can choose how much info you want to give your friends. So if you don't want to broadcast your sleeping to everybody, it'll just like send. Oh, this is the Pokemon they found, and that's it. Uh, but you can you can uh, share those stats with people, and <laughs> it's, it's very. I I have it, it's funny. I have this friend who uh, takes naps. Every single day, she takes like a, a very short nap every day. And every day I open my phone and I see that she has taken this nap because it, it, it gives <laughs> you like awesome. a sleep sc- score. And if you sleep like a full eight hours, you get a 100 sleep score. And if you sleep less than that, you get a lower one and you can get up to 100 a day. So if you sleep like for not very long at night and then you take a nap 
at a different time. It sort of combines. Okay. But I can I open up my app like in the middle of the day, and I I have this data from my friend. It's just like a a like seventeen sleep score because she has taken like this very short nap, and it's I don't know. It's just funny to me. I get like this up daily update on her napping. I I think Brian is asking because he knows Nefari. He knows that I do not sleep, and he's like, I want to track Jada's sleep. No, that's how you know (laughs) because hundred percent. I do podcast beyond with Jada, the our PlayStation (laughs) show, and Jada has more platinum trophies than anyone I've ever met in my life, and we're always like, when do you? You get these like you got like what how many did you get over like holiday uh, break last last, year? last holiday i did 22 in 14 days <laughs> See? this year's goal is 23 i'm building out the list wow. right now oh wow. my god um no because i'll be sleeping I think it's really funny to wait to like, like one of your coworkers is in a bad mood all day and you just look down and you're like, oh, you didn't get enough Pokemon <laughs> sleep last night. I uh-huh. tried to start Pokemon sleep, but because of the way my body functions when mm-hmm. it comes to sleep, yeah. I go from, you know, most people like they kind of wind down, they'll do their kind of like nightly routine. I do my nightly routine early because when I'll be sitting there on the couch uh, playing games or whatever, I literally go from 100 to zero. Right. So I will literally just power down like a cyborg. Um, so like I'm playing, I was playing the the Resident Evil Separate Ways DLC, and like I got to chapter six last night, and right after like a long tail end of chapter five, you know what I'm talking about, uh-huh. Brian. Breaking. And uh, yes, fantastic. And I got to chapter six, got to the opening, and then I just after the cutscene, I just powered down, and I woke up this morning, and Ada's just standing there, and it says chapter six, just like at the start. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, that's where I stopped last night. So, but that's me. So yeah. I can't do Pokemon Sleep. I tried it. I've downloaded it, but I never remember to hit the thing. And oh. I never you do have to push a button. You have to push a button. I am sleeping now. Yeah. Right. So that's like that's the only thing for me that did why it won't work for me. I mean, even looking at the we like ran the commercial for it or the the ad for it in in the show just now, and I like the guy was like it was like eleven o'clock at night. He's yep. looking at his phone, get, getting ready for bed, and I was like, whoa, it's a little late for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seth, I know you yeah. go to bed at like eight. <laughs> I, that is good. not a lie yeah that is uh i, I actually have bed, a ham radio rise. class that i take on thursday nights now and it goes till 8 30 and by like 7 30 i'm like i don't know about this man <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about wavelengths and kilohertz and stuff <sighs> but, that does seem yeah. late for a ham radio class yeah, cool. if you yeah. had asked well, me yeah like i was saying before i'm the the youngest person there by 47 years which is also uh, still makes it i think even more odd that it's that it's a late night class. yeah having this class at like I six in the morning when two, all the old people like, wake these up these two guys they're in their probably like 70s and i look over and they're hanging out like sitting next to each other and they're they're struggling mm-hmm. there's one guy <laughs> just drinking a coffee at like eight o'clock at night just so he can he can power through because he wants that he wants to be a ham and i don't you know what so do I. That's if you I'm, if you I'm record there. those classes and send them to us, we will all get a great night's sleep listening to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I can't think of a like a bunch of people describing ham radio. So I would have been like, uh huh, yeah, all right. No, that's it's nice. for the test. We're tr- we got to take the license test so I could be I have my uh, technician's license and I can get on the air. You already are you know, on the air. You're hosting NBC right now. Yeah. And aren't we just about- a bunch of hams? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Reb Jada. You've been playing. Uh, you've been playing a cool game that I you were telling me about, and I was like, I gotta get this. And then I went on the eShop, and I was like, I already own this. Yes, <laughs> so. I have been playing Infernax by the yeah. Oh, Studio. Yes, yes. Uh, this is a 
very Castlevania to Simon's Quest kind of style game, but it gives you morality choices as you progress through. So you can choose to yes. go good or evil doing different things. I played through it twice on Saturday last week because it's I enjoyed awesome. it. It is so good. It's very short. It's probably like you can probably blow through it in like five, six hours. Yep. Um, the first time I played through, I was like already like a quarter of the way through. So I only spent like eight hours that day playing it, but that's all I played on Saturday was Infernax. Um, but yeah, you play as this night you're going through. Um, I did a full ultimate evil path my first time through. So I just burned down all the villages. I slaughtered everybody who asked me for help. I helped overtake. I destroyed Holy Relics, um, which changed my character's play style because you lose your shield when you go fully evil, mm-hmm. so you can't block all the arrows. Made it a lot tougher, but it was so much fun. Um, and then I went through a second time because on the start screen, you can put in the Konami code, yes. and it goes full what? Contra. And so I went through Medieval. You get a machine I went through gun. Medieval with a machine gun, <laughs> yeah. blowing no up way. skeletons and ghosts and all these other things with a machine gun and then once you get you can um i did ultimate e- uh, ultimate good on that time yep so i got this holy spell that augmented my attack and it turned my shot into a spreader gun so i had a spreader that was firing like nine yeah, bullets yeah, yeah. at once this it is this is awesome. easy this was one of my favorite games of the year it came out um it's i think it's sort yeah. of it does for like uh, castlevania and i'd say zelda 2 mm-hmm. like what shovel knight did for yep. uh you know ducktales and exactly and, and, yeah. and, and, and you can play it co-op now the, yeah. the newest update you or can sh- it added two-player co-op and or you can do uh two characters where you alternate what? between them what made you jump into this recently i so i've been playing i've been playing a lot of other stuff that was like really fully like i i put a lot of time into midnight suns over the last couple last month or so mm. and so like that was just really this deep engrossing story so i i tend to bounce back and forth between giant triple a games with big mm-hmm. stories and then smaller indie platformers and stuff like that kind of like a uh I don't want to say a palate cleanser because I love smaller indie games, but it kind of gets me in a different mindset and lets me kind of uh, refresh myself for the next big story thing I right. jump into. And this was one of the ones I was like, I need to play through this game. Um, and so I jumped on it and I was just like, I'm so, so hooked on this game. It's like, it's it, so good. It I've never heard a, of this. Yeah. Oh, it was it's such an awesome surprise. Good. It's yeah. It's it. I, I remember demoing it at Gamescom back in like 2019. Yeah. And I was like, this is so good. I can't wait. And I bought it literally like day one it came out. It's it's such a perfect like, Switch game too. Yeah. Like it, yep. it feels awesome in handheld mode. It's mm-hmm. It's got that old school Nintendo feeling to it. It's got like that. What, what I love is like the bosses go almost full uh, from soft Bloodborne. Like yep. there's a, a bunch of like oh, horror infused. Yes. Violent, bloody. It's like, very like gluttony type yeah. of kind of sins types of bosses. Oh, I'm so glad like we got to talk about this game today. I love it so, so much. De- please. Yes. Go, go buy Infernax. Like yeah, play, play this so game. Good. it's awesome yeah can confirm it rules and it's very bloody and violent in, in the coolest cartoonish possible way mm-hmm. and you can and you the, can actually turn it up too there's a code you can put in that like what? makes it excessive blood yeah. and it, yeah you, and it's, it's as great. you're like fighting through you notice your little knight is getting covered with the yep. blood of yeah. like the enemies that he's killing which is just yep. such a little the music by the way music like, is kicks yeah. so much butt so it's good. awesome awesome music. it really just brings back that classic nostalgia feeling yeah. of those like side-scrolling games like castlevania back in the yeah. day such a fantastic job yep. all I around think, i think it's good. legit like one of the like biggest hidden gems of like the last five years wow. yep. yeah 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 i got the same feeling when i started playing it as i did when i started playing axiom verge 2 which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite switch games where i was like well i'm never gonna stop playing this i'm gonna play this like <laughs> obsessively so yeah that game rules so check it out um now we're gonna turn to 
the studio participation part of today's <laughs> show. Reb, a lot of people uh, know that Reb is uh, is great at a lot of things, but one of the other things that Reb is great at is cooking treats for the people in the studio. So Reb, would you please introduce uh, your Reb's treats? Yeah, so I am still doing that thing that I do where I cook through video game cookbooks. And I was recently sent this copy that Jada is nicely holding for me of my Pokemon baking book, which is a book full of uh, baked goods uh, themed around Pokemon. Uh, the interesting fact that I have learned uh, through conversations uh, with people who are involved in video game food is that uh, they were not allowed in making this cookbook to... Uh, they were not making food from the anime or games, so it's not like a bunch of uh, curries and sandwiches and stuff from the Pokemon games. Nothing that Brock used to make. Nor are they, yeah, no jelly donuts. Uh, nor nor were they allowed to make it look like you were actually eating the Pokemon uh, for maybe obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But I I have made a Blissey. What do they call it? It's Blissey. It's swirl strawberry swirls. In alphabetical. Uh, it's in it's in regional order. Regional. Uh, order. It's, it's Johto. <laughs> Thirty seven. Yeah. Blissey swirl. What? They, yeah, there they are. Uh, to keep the casuals like me say? from getting in there. <laughs> Strawberry twists. Uh, they're these lovely. I think those look amazing. I think these are like brioche. <gasps> These are, these are beautiful, Reb. With, yeah. Thank you so much. With strawberry jam wrapped in them. I didn't top them with whipped cream because I thought that was a little too much for the studio. Um, yeah, but I the did... lights also probably would have like melted by the time we got to the segment yeah. and just been everywhere. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but I tried one last night. They're really good. Uh, there's another. The other one that I've made out of here so far is a, a red velvet uh, cream cheese peppermint cake uh, oh, themed around God. Deli Bird. Uh, that oh, actually, the first page I literally turned yeah most mostly turned out really good. Uh, there's no picture, I, I guess, unfortunately. Um, but my my only the only downside is it tells you to pipe a giant deli bird bag on top of it, and it turns out a giant pile of frosting isn't that exciting to eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the cake itself was very good. It's a really good red velvet cake recipe. So there's there's this cookbook, and then there's also a a my pokemon cookbook that has it has some baked goods in it but it's mostly it, it's like food like food items like soups and mm -hmm. and sandwiches i think and i have that one is this yeah. this is insight editions makes this book right? Insight Editions. yeah, yeah they, they do they, a bunch of different video game cookbooks they, they, they've been doing really awesome work in in that space for a really long time now so yeah shout out to them yeah this, this is beautiful reb I, I cook all the time but baking is like i'm it's baking is more science mm -hmm. and i think that like like you know cooking traditionally is yeah it's more a little more chaotic yeah. well i'm this, I, baking scares me really you're i i, I mean you're fantastic yeah you're very good at it I, yeah. when i i knew i had to bring it on the show and so i was being extra super meticulous the problem is i'm very impatient which is why mm. baking is a struggle mm. for me because if i'm just baking for myself i'll just be like yeah whatever i can just throw yep. i can substitute this i can just speed this up no i took the time to let the dough rise i i oh, timed everything man. you know i temperature checked yeah you have to be very careful. Reb asked well, the, I want to uh, know. The, I want it. I want everyone. I want everyone to start eating, and I want. I want your. I want sure. your. Uh, Reb, Reb asked the uh, the NVC Slack channel at work, um, which which Pokemon she should make, and the first thing I said was Garbodor, but he's not in. <laughs> he's not in the book. This, <laughs> no was, this was a Jada request. Jada requested Blissey. I'm just going to tear into this if that's okay, we'll, and we'll try yeah. to eat away from the microphones for your sanity. I mean, so we could eat into it. Are... We could eat into it for the ASMR. <laughs> Who are listening uh everyone is now biting into their muffins <laughs> and <laughs> that is awesome it's, okay. it's so good it's like a strawberry cinnabon mm -hmm. oh my god Ooh. yeah seth 
You're missing yes. out over here. Yeah, I'm sorry, I dude. I'd mail you one. Look, but... I'll tell you what. I had a great big old apple tree in my backyard, and the apples are real, real ripe. So I'm going to start making some apple pies, and apple cakes, and apple fritters, and apple mm. strudels. Um, so, and I'm going to eat them on the air in front of all of you. I made a, do. I made a fresh apple crumble a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, I'm going to make an apple crumble. We get like a CSA, a community-supported agriculture box every two weeks. Uh, it had fresh apples in it, and so I made a fresh apple crumble. It was really good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome and all, but I have a tree in my backyard, so mm. uh, I kind of win the apple game. Yeah, so you I, win the apple game. Hell yeah. Woo, yeah apple me. king. Beans I'm the king. apple king. That was actually Steve Jobs. So, <laughs> uh, All right. I'm glad your Pokemon treats were delicious. I'm I'm legitimately a little thank you, Red. This is this is lovely. You're super welcome. So while you guys, while you're all finishing your your Pokemon treats, I'm gonna just do a, a quick little shout out right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Reb for making these treats for everybody else on the show. That was such a nice thing I'm to do. I'm sorry you didn't in. get one. Now I don't care that much. Mm. I mean, it would be silly for me to be upset right now. Like, what can I do about it? Nothing. <laughs> Move to so San Francisco. So I can Francisco. only be happy on. <laughs> your behalf Thank you. that you're all enjoying this delicious treat reb you get to enjoy the satisfaction of cooking and sharing it's a wonderful thing and i like that kind of stuff and i think everybody should cook and share for their friends i think if, so, if anyone has ever like wanted to figure out cooking but was did not grow up learning how to cook or doesn't know where to start there's a lot of video game cookbooks out there that are really good and really accessible yeah now and i that's how i learned like i didn't i never cooked growing up i had no idea i i could boil i could i could cook noodles like i could boil water for noodles and that was like the most that i could do but i've been cooking through video game cookbooks for like the last five six years now and i've learned just a ton because they're designed to be more accessible because they're they're assuming the audience is people who are fans of the game not necessarily people who are like incredible chefs right i really like i use the uh bob's burgers oh And I so love like, that one. So like, yeah, yes. every couple of weeks when we order groceries, we'll order, we'll pick a burger that we, me mm-hmm. and my partner both want to make. I love that. And one. we pick, we like, we order all the ingredients for that specific burger and stuff like oh, that. that rules. Oh, that and rules. it's all yeah. the burgers from, not all of them, but every burger in the book is what one of the burgers that is on the chalkboard in the episode yes. of Bob's Burgers. Yes. So it's all pulled directly from that. So you get to kind of live that experience of that's really going clever. to bob's burgers without yeah, awesome. bob's burgers reb you you cooked through was it the the breath of the wild cookbook i did the entire world of warcraft cookbook i did elder scrolls i did a uh, mother's cookbook so earthbound and then i i have been on the legends the legend of zelda cookbook for the last like two and a half years i accidentally drowned the cookbook uh when i was soaking some lentils they Wait, overflowed oh, okay and I drowned it, and the pages got moldy and fell scanner. out, and I had to toss it. Oh. I did take photos of the recipes I still had left. I have eight recipes left, and I just keep forgetting to do it because they're all on my phone instead of in a book that I'm looking oh, at. Yeah. But I'm so close to the end of that book. You I need, need to put the, the blue tunic on that book for it to not drown. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Inside Editions, I think they also make a Skyrim cookbook, which is awesome. Elder Scrolls, it, yeah. Yeah, or it's Elder yeah. Scrolls. Yeah, oh, and, it's, no. and it's a lot of very, like— Gruel? No, yeah, it's a bit, very like rustic, like big meats and stuff. A lot like of crustatas. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. Mm. I did that whole one. It's re- it's very good. I learned how to make mead from that one, like homemade mead, which is not Whoa, actually like that hard. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's honey, ale yeast, water, and flavor. That's it. And then you That's leave it? it alone for a while. So seasonings. Okay, I'm good seasonings. at leaving stuff alone <laughs> for the most part. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing during the pandemic. I was brewing mead. That's, we all had our thing, that's so you know. <laughs> Some of us made prison wine, others made mead, you know. Pruno, they call it in the I slammer. Just, 
I practiced uh, not sleeping. Jada, what's going on over here? So, Every time uh, I look over, you have more Elephant Marios. There's I, more... You have I have... I have... So I got... Like I told everybody on the show a couple weeks ago, I got to go to PAX and Nintendo Live a couple weeks ago. Um, and you got to play... I got to play Super Mario Wonder, which is so good and, like, really evoked that Super Mario World feeling. And for playing this, like, 15-minute demo, which had, like, a three-minute wait, which... Really? Ridiculous. Wow. Had a three-minute wait at most. Most of the time, I was just walking up and being able to just go in and play for 15 yeah. minutes. And they gave us these little Elephant Mario keychains. Oh, cute. I love and, them. And I brought them for the cast. Oh, uh, What? Because... Poor Seth. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Jada. That's no, fine. You're so very welcome. Thanks, I have a rich and fulfilling life over here <laughs> in Maine. Have you um, not seen, like, what is behind me? Like, yeah, all this I mean, stuff I've just sourced. A yeah. lot of it for, for, like, pennies on the dollar, so. Seth, if you ever make it out, next time you make it out to L.A. or San Francisco with me, then, well, I'll have an Elephant Mario waiting for you. I'll, I'll, I cannot I'll wait. One of my favorite things in the world is uh, when I get to come to one of the offices and work with all of you because it's so fun and uh, I learn so much. I, I love this keychain so much. This is awesome. Yeah, that is a beautiful really little keychain that's yeah. probably on eBay right now for eighty-five dollars. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Th yeah Jada, don't forget, thank you. If you. You're so very welcome. This is go this is going on my car keys for sure. I love this. If you pre-order uh, Super Mario Wonder from Walmart, you get a five-pack of trading cards. And I saw that. One, yeah. There's one thousand Elephant Mario cards in there. They're like golden holographic, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I shouted it out last time too. Mm -hmm. but like that is probably one of the coolest pre-order bonuses i think in a long time that, for you know that's crazy because those cars are gonna be like super rare because i don't think anybody's gonna buy like a hundred copies of that game to get that those right. card packs right well exactly there's currently a bunch of scalpers storming a van gogh museum for yeah van gogh pokemon cards yeah so you saw that right there's the, van gogh, the pokemon van gogh collaboration the I, saw those, I, I guess i didn't realize that they were going to they're selling merch and stuff as well they're trying to trick nerds to go to the museum oh and they it's are. working. It is working they're very much not, so. They're just taking Van Gogh's off the wall. They're like, there's no Pokemon in here. God, that's funny because so. there's I, I have that uh, Mona Lisa Louvre DS guide. Yeah. You, get it, you oh, can yeah. only get it at the museum in Paris. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a picture of the Mona Lisa and it's got the, Nintendo's, the Nintendo DS thing on the side. Okay. Oh, I'll take one of those. Thank you. Before I get my elephant sticky, which is a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, these yeah, are really cool. This is it, yeah. Um, yeah it's also, but you get Pokemon know, cards uh, for it, and so scalpers are just, like, apparently just swarming this museum because they want these cards. They're trying to buy all, all, all the merch. Right <laughs> that is, they're trying to just, I, I love this art, this, like, mashup of Pokemon and, and Van Gogh. Or, excuse me, I believe it's Van Gogh, if oh. you speak Dutch, which it is, nobody's... I it is, like, too bad they didn't, you know... I, I don't know. It's, it's too bad they didn't make these like like more widely available. I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're just the the card art. The po Pokemon company's uh, card art over the years has just been so fantastic. It's only gotten better. Oh like, my god. It gets better every every new theme that they release. It, like yeah. I feel like they just step it up a notch, and it's amazing. Like it's why I still collect the cards because I just love the art on them. Somewhere I have like yeah. three binders worth of cards. Yeah, they keep getting wow. bolder and bolder about the kinds of things that they're willing to do, like letting mm -hmm. art take over the entire card. Or yep. uh, for uh, this is this is an old thing they've been doing for a long time, but they do the little clay versions of Pokemon sometimes mm -hmm. on the art and photograph them. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so cute. Yeah, it's just fantastic. This was lovely. I had like a, a lovely dessert and I have an Elephant Mario keychain. <laughs> I'm I'm in such a good mood. This is great. Thank you guys. This, You're welcome. Everyone's just sort of just hanging out. It's yeah. I mean, this, a... 
we're just having a good time. That's what podcasts are about. We're just hanging out, like, having a good like, time. Like chill, mellow. Like we, we everyone shared memories. This feels like one like, of those, like stuff. yeah, like the like the episode we do like before the holiday break at the end of the year, where yeah. you know everyone's like just kind of checked out. We'll <laughs> see like, you, and we'll see you in six weeks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, nothing is happening in September. Uh, nothing has happened at all, basically, no. other than we had like a direct, and now in basically the whole world of video games, not a whole heck of a lot's going on. Mario comes out next month, thankfully. Mm-hmm. October 20th and then you know we'll be talking about that and then it's the holiday season and then and we'll Mario RPG yep. fun oh my gosh Mario RPG that comes out November 17th on my birthday November 17th okay I'm I keep so thinking something's coming that. out before Super Mario Wonder but I think I'm conflating that with the um the Super Mario OLED switch and the uh Super Mario or excuse me, Mario Kart Deluxe 8 Black Friday bundle is coming out October 6th. As oh my well. God, Seth, there's a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe holiday bundle this year? Wait, yeah, what? That's amazing. yeah, check it out. Also, I might actually get a Mario Kart it, game finally. You get three free months of Nintendo Switch Online, which oh. is crazy. Oh, is that and new? Is, it's, no, they've been doing that for, for years. Too. <laughs> I'm, I'm being. So, Wait, well, hold on. Yeah. There's a Mar- there's they made an eighth Mario Kart? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's on that, Switch? But it's, it's deluxe. Is it new? Uh, Very new. Very new. I don't All know new, new to you, Brian. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. I'm so glad people can finally you can play as Mario a... in a cart game. I know that's that's so cool. Diddy so Kong happy. just really held the market on it for all <laughs> yeah. these years. Well, you know what? How about we maybe next year we or next week we could all play it and come back here and like give our thoughts because unfortunately right now we've come to the end of the show. Everyone's bellies are full of sweetness and goodness. I'm oh. actually going to go eat a banana because I think that's the only sweet thing we have in my house right now. Other get those than apples. I can just eat sugar. I, that is true. I could go pick an apple off the back of my, of my tree. But yeah, that's it. That's all the time we have for this week's NBC. Before we go, I have a few favorites for you to, uh, to ask of you. If you're watching us on YouTube, please leave us a thumbs up, a like, a nice comment, hit subscribe, do all of those things. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, leave us a review. Help spread the good NBC word, and we will be forever in your debt. And please, folks, this is critical. Remember, NBC, only place where you can eat the thing. Get the thing. Eat the thing. Eat yeah, the I like thing. eat the thing, but get the thing. Eat the thing. They're so cute. I love them so much. Make them smooch. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.